welcome to Reframe and Rewire Greatness Through Daily Routine. This podcast is designed to alter your mindsets and transform your day-to-day from the second you open your eyes to you close them at night, adapting what I would call a success routine. This series is liable to change your life. And it's never the big things that you do, but the littlest things you do every day that make the biggest difference. And now, on to the podcast. Thank you for joining. Welcome back to the podcast as we continue in this course on resilience in times of change. This is a course that I have taught multiple times globally over the last two years. It's been, I would say, the number one request Um, definitely have avoiding burnout in second place, emotional intelligence in third place. And uh, I've got some other ones that have to do with um, energy and also another one on resilience I call velvet covered steel that are placing pretty high in the requests. If you want to know more about my topics, feel free to visit ipvconsulting.com and you can learn more about what I do, but also read some uh, reviews and information about my topics. Now let's get back into this information. And um, if you know anybody that would benefit from resilience, especially in times of change, I would encourage you to share it. But definitely um, encourage you to go back and listen from the very beginning as this is a series and we're walking through it together. Well, yesterday I left off talking about neuroplasticity and described the process of rewiring the brain. So hopefully you heard that one. And I promised today that I would talk to you about a story of someone who rewired their brain. And it's a pretty significant story, one that I'm rather fond of. Now, this is an NBC Today feature from July 21, 2014. And the name of the person involved is Cameron Mott. Now, you can look this up. There actually is a video footage of her as well as articles out there on her. Again, her name is Cameron Mott. She was three years old at the time that this uh, whole thing unraveled back then in 2014. And uh, she lived in North Carolina. Well, Cameron Mott had had been struggling with seizures uh, for a very long time before this story really begins to unwind. In fact, she was having 10 seizures per day and had been sent back to the hospital multiple times for all sorts of tests and uh, trial drugs and, you know, everything they could think to do, they tried for Cameron and they couldn't seem to stop the seizures. In fact, um, her quality of life had become so uh, hampered by these seizures, they had to fit her out helmet because she'd be playing and then all of a sudden just violently go over to one side and hit her head on the floor uh, again and again and again. Now, obviously, they were concerned about the damage that she could be causing, and it was always the same side. So eventually, after all of these tests and so forth, and I think they worked on her for about two and a half, three years before they came to the conclusion of what they were going to have to do, but she was diagnosed with Rasmussen's syndrome. So if you're not familiar with that, basically, in short, it is um, a breakdown or deterioration of one side of her brain in the neural networks involved. Now, we just talked about neural networks yesterday, neural uh, pathways, uh, neurons. Um, So if you want to learn about all that, again, go back to yesterday. So um, the parents had to come to a very difficult decision. In fact, the uh, medical staffers that were, uh, you know, working with the parents Um, pretty much had to say, look, we've done everything we can do, but there is one thing left. If you're willing to do it, it is extremely risky. And Cameron may or may not make it through the surgery. 
Um, and if she does, uh, she may never recover fully from this. Uh, and what it was was a what's called a hemispherectomy. So they really, what they wanted to do was they wanted to take half of her brain out. Okay, now you know that you have a left and a right hemisphere. Well, they took out one entire hemisphere of her brain. So she lost half of her brain at age six. And the, the scans that you, again, you can look this up if you want to see the information, uh, show that she in fact is, is missing a giant piece of her brain on one side. So <clears throat> um, they knew that when she came out of this, if she came out of it, that she would likely be paralyzed. So they did set up many experts to deliver four weeks of intense therapy to Cameron immediately after the surgery, or at least as soon as possible after the surgery. Um, now, one thing needs to be said here, or a couple things really. First of all, uh, Cameron did make it through the surgery very well. They were really impressed at how she made it through. The second thing that I need to say is that children who are zero to seven, uh, their brain is, is most of the time in theta which is a programming phase, and actually your brain is in theta the first 20 minutes of the day when you just start to wake up and then just before you go to sleep. So it's a phase where you can actually reprogram the brain. And um, so children, because of that, are much more neuroplastic than adults, although you never stop being neuroplastic. In fact, they've even proven that 80-year-olds still have neuroplasticity. But it's definitely uh, a, at its best levels between 0 and 7. So since Cameron was so young... She had that to her advantage. She had the ability to rewire her brain. And again, if you want to know what neuroplasticity is, you need to listen to yesterday. So she had these four weeks of intense therapy lined up when she came out of the surgery. And um, she did very well with the therapy. Matter of fact, she impressed all the house hospital staffers immensely. And at the end of the four weeks, believe it or not, Cameron was able to walk out of the hospital. Now that is miraculous. So she had literally rewired her brain all to one side of her, of her function. So, and that's, uh, it's just so um, incredible. You have no idea how incredible that is. Well, um, I'm not saying she walked perfectly and I'm not saying she could talk perfectly. She still had to have a lot of therapy on her motor skills and her speech and so forth. But the fact that she could walk out of the hospital is amazing because she was paralyzed when she first woke up from that surgery. Well, today, Cameron is somewhere in her teens. Not exactly sure how old she is, but um, there's a picture of her. If you look again on the website, and I wish I could show it to you right now. But she's pulling a bow back, and she's got a big smile on her face. Now, you can't pull a bow back or smile like that if you're paralyzed on one side. She runs, she plays, she speaks very well. She's excelling in school, and she wants to be a ballerina. So she has made a full recovery. You honestly probably wouldn't be able to tell her from... Uh, another child because of the neuroplasticity factor in her ability to rewire her brain on one side. So that's pretty cool. That is what neuroplasticity plasticity is, and that's the power it possesses. So if you're looking to rewire your brain, please know that it is very possible, but you do have to work on it. Hebb's Law says neurons that fire together wire together. Well, we're going to leave it at that for today. Come back tomorrow. I have a lot more to share with you. Um, the information I'm sharing has everything to do with how to become more resilient. So I hope that you're taking notes and I hope that you do share this uh, podcast with those that may help. It's Michelle Steppes, Reframe and Rewire. Thank you for joining. We'll see you tomorrow or talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>